0: I brought another pot. This one I didn't make, and this one I won't break. But Friday was something extraordinary as we worshiped together and studied God's Word together. It really was an exceptional morning. I, I so enjoyed being with you uh, in church. There's no evening service anywhere at our locations or churches Not one here either. So please don't expect a 6 p.m. It is long weekend though, and we hope you have an amazing long weekend. Today, I want to introduce to you perhaps one of the most important changes in our lives as a result of Christ's resurrection, and it has to do with language. And I'll explain what I mean in a moment. When I was in high school a few years ago, excuse me. Gets so old, that joke. When I was in high school many years ago, uh, I had a math teacher. Let's call her Corin. Is this for me? Thank you. Is it your offering? Oh, thank you. It's for the Lord. Thank you. I'll, um, I, I've got a use for it. Can I just leave it here for a moment? You know, we couldn't, you know, the Lord used you. You don't know it yet. I'm going to tell you why. Let's call her Corinne for the sake of the story because Corinne's on TikTok. And and I, I once made the mistake of using incorrect language. I said, this maths problem is hard. And she said, your head is hard. The maths problem is difficult. And she tapped me on the head as if testing how hard it was. It's it's stuck in my mind. And of course, now that would be abuse and you'd be going to jail. But, But language actually matters. And how we define things really matters. What we mean matters. And sometimes what we say and what we mean aren't the same. So that we use certain words, but people understand something else. Christ changed everything, and so much so that we have to introduce new language for a new way. You can't use the same language as the old. The old has gone and the new has come. Behold, all things are made new. And they would introduce, you see, there's a choir here somewhere. I can... You know, it's an interesting thing. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you, um, as I uh, get into my forties, let me tell you. Um, the longer I do this, the more I realize that some of the ways that we thought were uncool, over time, they just become super cool again. And right now, these people make choir cool, all, 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 all over again. And so I wanted to talk to you today uh, on the context of your language as to define the state or condition of your spirituality. So let's give you some words to choose. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm not going to break the pot, but uh, in it are a, a whole lot of things in here. And if perhaps according to Scripture, this jar of clay would define the content of my soul, we have these Treasures in jars of clay. So perhaps if we could just for the purpose of our conversation this morning, define uh, this, uh, this jar to just simply mean uh, represent the content of our soul. And to ask you whether you're empty or not, or whether you're full, or whether you're satisfied by the content of your heart, or whether you feel like there's something missing there. The Bible describes that all over the place as various possibilities. In the book of Judges, there's an actual story about a war with 300 men. You know, the 300 idea was a biblical idea and then followed by the Greeks and then followed by Hollywood. But the 300... (laughs) Spartans. But the 300 idea was these men who went to fight a battle and they used the jar. And here's what happened. A pot. Uh, God said to them, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Divide the 300 men into three camps, 100, 100, 100. You see, my maths teacher did teach me something. He placed trumpets and an empty pot in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Well, that's a good example. When you go to fight, make sure there's fire in your belly. But some people live their whole lives without a fight in them. And that's unfortunate because there is a fight out there and if you don't have a fight in you, you will be overcome by the fight out there. But when the fire of God is in our soul, then the fight in us is greater than the fight out there and you become an overcomer. Now choir, don't let the back row beat you at the clapping. You know what just happened right now. So we just keep it between us. But there, there is a sense of a fire. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Amplified, it defines it another way. For God, who said, let light shine. So we're still in this idea of a soul that is lit. I mean, I had to go. Oh, okay. Too far. Okay, that's okay. Okay. I see what you did there. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts uh, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this also passing past from God and not from us. So you've got a soul. It's represented by a jar or a pot of clay and you've got either something in it or nothing in it. You've got light or dark. And there's a fight in us. Sometimes uh, the Bible describes an even worse condition of the soul. It's found in Haggai. Uh, chapter 1 it says this uh, you have so much you bring in little you eat but you do not have enough of the hot cross buns you you drink but you're not filled with drink you clothe yourselves but you uh, but no one is warm and he who earns wages and wages to put it in a bag with holes he describes a soul that just leaks just leaks no matter what you do Uh, I've met people, I've been in seasons like this. No matter how uh, uh, current your dress vibe is, you're not happy. You're not happy with something. No matter how much your wage is, it's just not quite enough. No matter how much you drink, you can't drink yourself to a happy place. You just can't. It's It's a condition where things just leak. And the Bible kind of wants us to address that. Versus another example in Deuteronomy when uh, your life can just feel like an overwhelming blessing. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, please, what is the new version of highlight? Please cut and paste this uh, or, or bookmark it. Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall be if you diligently listen and obey the voice of the Lord our God, be careful to do all His commands, which I am commanding you this day today to do. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you, and if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God, you will be blessed in the city, and you will be blessed in the fields." The offspring of your body, once married, and the produce of your ground, the offspring uh, and uh, of your of your herd and of your flocks will be blessed. Your basket or your kneading bowl will be blessed, and you and you'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. Now, clap, okay. So that takes us to a second level of the conversation about the pot. uh, The clay pot representing your soul, the jar of clay with the treasure inside, is it can be empty or it can be full. It can be light or it can be dark. It can be enough or not enough. And then it can be blessed or cursed. And so I guess one must discuss how to contain. You don't have infinite space. The only infinite thing in the world is the love of God. It's the only infinite thing. When we get to heaven, a lot of things are infinite. Eternity is infinite. Certainly God is infinite. But on the earth, the only infinite thing we know of is the never-ending love of God. So you have a finite space. You cannot have an infinite content. And so I suppose we should discuss how to define a useful spiritual condition in that regard. So I brought some stuff in here. (laughs) Unexpectedly, a tithe. This is um, anointing oil because you're now going to have the oil of gladness. (laughs) My car keys. Well, I have a car, I suppose. We're not going to discuss that. I'm not discussing that. Communion. I've been having it. A light. It's a candle. A New Testament. I think that's good. And then... I'm just checking what it is. Oh. Oh. Patkos. No, man. So let's have a conversation about the content of your soul. So... Now you have to make choices because you can't fit everything in and the decision will be based on how far you intend to go, what you intend to put in the soul. And the language I want to introduce to you today is the difference between I have something and something has me. Because the filter that will decide which, one, which item goes in the soul and which item simply stays in the vicinity around the soul is that question. So, I don't have a Bible. The Bible has me. Now, that's different. You know how many people have a Bible? And it does nothing for them at all. I was mischievous when I was a pastor to students. I lived in res. And my small group leaders, we would meet in the morning at six o'clock, once a week to pray. And then I would do a test. I can't believe I did this. To see if they were reading their Bibles, if their Bibles had them or they just had a Bible. So I'd I'd take their Bibles when they weren't looking and wait to see how long before they asked people, Have you seen my Bible? I still have some of those Bibles. <laughs> they still haven't asked. There's a massive difference between I have a Bible and the Bible has me. Let's just pretend. I have a wife, or my wife has. Do, do you see the difference? I have a wife versus my wife has me. I've got Jesus. Or would it be better to say, Jesus has got me? That goes in there. I have a car. I have a car. I've got a wallet. My wallet doesn't have me. It stays here. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? <laughs> my wallet doesn't have me, but the Lord has my offering. This ability to distinguish between what you have and what has you is what's going to determine whether you're happy or unhappy, whether you're fulfilled or not fulfilled. A lot of people let the wrong things have them. Sometimes you get into a relationship and it has you in an unhealthy way. Sometimes you start following Christ, but he doesn't have you, so it's not helpful. Anything that has you, that isn't in Christ, is an idol. I, 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 don't, I don't have a church. The church has me. I'm at its service. <laughs> when you distinguish the characteristics of your soul in that way, You start to understand why in Jeremiah the Bible says that the prophet was sent to the potter's house. And the potter was on the wheel making a pot and it was marred, the Bible says, damaged while it was being made. And the potter said, I'll make it again so that it seems good to me. Do you know, every one of us has a first making and a second making. The first making is carnal. And something will come and mar the first making. It's injury, it's bruising, it's bad decisions, that stuff happened to you and stuff that didn't. It's being held back or attacked or prejudiced against or belittled. It's being viewed poorly because you're a woman or poorly because you're a child marred but you're still on the wheel, you see. And so the potter makes it again. But he makes it pleasing in his sight and perfect. And so you are delivered this capacity for spirituality, for God, for life, and for faith. You've got capacity. And it's on you to decide what makes up the content of your soul. One day when you're old and gray, and really to go home, The stuff you had stays behind. The stuff that had you goes with you into eternity. So I want to be bold and brave enough today in the minutes I have to just say it to you. Sort your stuff out. There are some things you... Imagine if I were a golfer and I brought golf clubs here. I don't golf. Golf clubs the same heart as me. It causes all sorts of anxiety. Uh, Imagine if I try to put that into my soul. You know, I don't have golf. Golf has me. I don't have a drink. Drink has me. That... That singular language is the difference between your head is hard and the problem is difficult. And and I want to invite you today to consider putting three things into your soul, making sure that they're there, and keeping your heart pure. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter, common use, will be instruments for special purpose made holy, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. I used to think what that verse meant is that all the clay pots must become gold pots. You've got to be fancy, you've got to have bling. That's what it means. What it means is whether you're gold, or your clay, whether you feel you're on top of the world or you feel you're vulnerable. Sort your stuff out and be useful to the master with good purpose. Three things I want to invite you to make sure you've got in your soul. Firstly, daily bread. Do you know, in fact, in the Old Testament, you know, there's this thing called the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant, there's a, there's a pot And in the pot there is manna. Don't go far without eating spiritually. You'll run out of the strength you need. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I I don't eat to be full. I eat to go far. Watch the difference. Watch the difference. Don't eat to be full. Eat to go far. Don't spend money to feel full. Spend money to go far. Save a bit on something that's for now because you intend to invest it for something that's for in a little while. Exodus 16, 33 says, And Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer of manna in it and lay it before the Lord to be kept for your generations. Do it for more than you. Do it for the future. Secondly, add discernment in your soul. The, the ability to know a good thing from an okay thing. The value of a righteous or moral name. Proverbs 22 says, A good name earned by honourable behaviour, behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, personal de- integrity is more desirable than great riches, And favor is better than silver and gold. Favor is better than silver and gold. Have silver and gold, but not here. Here have the favor of God. Accumulate as much silver and gold as you want. No problem. Really, God is not anti-gaining silver and gold. God just doesn't want you occupying space in the soul with stuff that takes up treasures you know by the time you're done with all your stuff there there's not much left and finally the divine dance one of the strangest things about life is that it's a tension between living here and living in eternity Paul writes it like this he says I sort of wish I was in heaven sounds cool but I got to be here but that could also be cool. Literally says, I mean, that could be nice and that could be nice. Walk around in your heart with a sense that uh, nothing but Jesus is forever, and nothing but heaven is my final destination. It changes things, you know. People hold, you know, people hold on to things that they don't need to hold on to, and. It occupies, you see, it has you when you can't let it go. And when, it, when something has you, it is, you're unavailable. There are a lot of people here today, uh, online and in person, uh, you're unavailable. You're emotionally unavailable. You're spiritually unavailable. You're morally unavailable. You're you're relationally unavailable. And the reason why, let's just define that, the reason why somebody is unavailable is because they are occupied elsewhere. And while you're at the grave, you can't be singing the songs of resurrection at an empty tomb. And you need to make yourself available for life again. Today, my prayer is simple. That no matter what happens out here, in here, I'm victorious. Corinthians says we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed. I don't get it. This is confusing. That's confusing. She's confused. I mean, things are confusing. I just slipped that in. Sorry. It was sort was of a Freudian slip. Um, These things are confusing, they're perplexing, but I'm not in despair, it doesn't get to me. I'm persecuted, stuff got taken away, stuff got added, stuff got cut off, hopes were dashed, expectations were lost, but but I'm not destroyed. There's life here, and this is temporary. Today, I want to encourage you, you have eternal life where it matters, in the soul. And the content of your soul must be very clearly and carefully calculated. It's got limited space. Only so many things can have you, although you can have a lot of things. You can have plenty, but only a handful of things can have you. So, as we pray in a moment, does he have you? Or do you have him? Does the Lord lead in the relationship of the soul? If you two were in a dance, is he the leader? And today, my invitation both to you online and in person is, let the Lord have you. Don't just say, I have the Lord. That's, that's an easy answer. I've got the Lord. Let the Lord have you. Would you stand with me for a moment? I want to pray in this really holy moment. There are so many of you online also. Wow, so many. And um, just so you know, the choir is going to sing us out uh, right at the very end. But before that happens... And I know, I know, there are some people who uh, not only must have coffee, but coffee has them. And so already you are showing symptoms of addiction withdrawal. You're you're grumpy. You're shaking. Your one foot is already on its way to the. Just I just want you to know, it's public holiday tomorrow. You could stay here and meet your fix uh, all day long. Those who are getting baptised are going to go change now too. Um, And um, if you're here and you didn't plan to get baptised, but you get it and you want to get baptised, no limitation to that. You don't have to pass a course to be baptised. You need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour to be baptised. But but let's take a moment. Can, Can I invite you? Sort your soul out. For from it flows the issues of life. You know that God, your heart, that's not, a, that's not a, a, a biological thing. That's your soul. From on the inside of your heart flows the issues of life. Today, I, I want to invite you uh, to, to respond to the question, not that I have God, but, but God has me. Not that I have Christ, but Christ has me. Uh, that the potter remade the pot and said, now occupy, and that... It wouldn't profit me. It would be useless if I gained the whole world, but I lost my soul. And that it was important for me that on the inside of my soul, there was light and life because that's how you win battles. So with that in mind, I invite you just to close your eyes for a moment. We don't often do this, but man, it's Resurrection Sunday, everybody. If you need to make that affirmation, in other words, you need to at some point cross the line Make a decision and then respond to the decision. So I'm sorting my stuff out, and I'm doing that by saying, "God, you've got me." If you're doing that, uh, with everybody's eyes closed for a moment, just to, for the integrity of the moment, I'd love to pray with you, and I won't embarrass you, and I won't invite you to the front, and I won't announce your name and declare your sins like some Old Testament strange prophet. It's just us praying a prayer in every room and online. If you're in that place and today you're sorting your soul out, would you raise your hand and say, George, include me in that prayer wherever you are right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Online, you can say, pray for me. Just type it in the message uh, in the um, chat. Pray for me too. Pray for me too. We're going to put a prayer up on the screen. And we're going to pray it. If you pray it online, just say, I prayed the prayer. But I am going to invite you for, for the first time in a while, for everyone in the rooms to pray it out loud. So you're going to just clear your throat and just open your eyes and look at the words and we're going to pray it out loud. And if you can just master a mumble, just do it. And God's going to meet you at the place of your strength as far as it takes you. There it is. On the count of three. One, two, three. Dear Jesus, you said in the Bible that whoever hears your words and believes God sent you to set me free from my debts of sin has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. I confess that I believe you and receive salvation from my sins and new life in my soul. I now cross over from death to life. Amen. Would you give God a shout of praise and thanksgiving.